begin this show with a clip that makes sense. Oh my god, that shit makes me laugh. I'm sorry, Alexis. It's not I'm not against Dave Chappelle's comedy. I'm just saying I prefer clips that actually, you know, are make sense to the theme of what we're talking about. Uh yeah, I, I see how that could that could that concept could could be logical. But this All is right. Jeff. This is Jeff we're talking about. So yeah, anything with Jeff there you go. goes out logical goes out the window. Very true. Welcome to MCU's Bleeding Edge, folks. I'm your moderator, Alexis, with Honeysuckle Rose Creations. As with us, as always, is uh, Mr. Jeff, who has way too much fun finding memes and inserting them and making me just rub between my eyes repeatedly. We also have another one of our returning guests, Jeff Bowman. How you doing, man? What's up? Y'all doing all right? All right, glad to have you back. Glad we haven't scared you off yet. And uh, for his first time tonight, the host of Stuck in My Mind, Will Fredo. How's it going, man? What's going on? How are everybody doing today? We're good. I've actually That's been on I've been yeah. on the bleeding edge a twice. Of times. Twice. Okay. He's, he's been on twice, but he was on like way when we first started when it was just me. Oh, okay. Yeah. My, my mistake. I misunderstood what you guys were saying. No, no, no. Alexis, it's my fault. I didn't tell you. It's my fault. Mm hmm. All right. It's all good. So, yes, apparently we didn't scare him off either. So, you know, credit to us. <laughs> all right. We've got a couple of geeky things to talk about tonight. We're going to start off with, uh, actually, they just dropped the trailer for the new Halo series. This is premiering on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, Jeff S., I am going to throw this to you on the grounds that I actually never played Halo. And as I don't have Paramount+, Plus, I will not be watching the series. So, you go ahead and uh, start show us the trailer. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm excited. None of us have seen it. Well, Fredo hasn't seen it. Jeff hasn't seen it. I haven't seen it. But first, we have to go ahead I and... I played it, but it was a long, long time ago. Oh, well, we also... We got to make sure that we go ahead and take care of supporting uh, women's sports. <sighs> there we go. That's how that, that's how we do it on the bleeding edge, baby. Supporting women's sports every day. Just play the trailer, Jeff. Hey, 
you. Humanity's best weapon. Master Chief, huh? The Master Chief was enhanced and trained for one purpose. To win this war. He and the other Spartans are our only effective weapons against the Covenant. He is lethal, upgradable, and most importantly, controllable. Covenant forces appear to be excavating some kind of object. When I touched the object, I felt something. I felt different. What they did to us makes you numb. And you just decided to help me. Why would a Spartan do that? What does one do with a superhuman you're not sure you can trust? Hello, Master Chief. I'm Cortana. Master Chief recovered something. Sacred ring. Halo. Humans surrender to the Covenant. Cortana, I'm gonna need you now. Find the Halo. Win the war. Yo, fucking A, man. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, trailer looks good. Man, I'm telling you right now. But, I mean, Alexis, I'll just jump in quick and, like, go around the, the table and whatnot. I mean, Alexis, I'm sure even though you don't know the whole premise of Halo, there must have been something with that that, like, you took from it and whatnot. Like, I mean, you must at least have an opinion. Did it seem cool to you, at least? Like It did. I was looking up the uh, cast. We got uh, Pablo Schreiber, who's going to be playing Master Chief. Uh, this guy's been in a couple of different things. He's mostly known... For a role on The Wire, uh, yeah, yeah, in American Gods, Orange is the New Black, and he had a reoccurring role. I actually know this guy from. He had a recurring role on Law and Order SVU, where he just played the most deranged sociopath. Like, yikes, he was scary. So, kind of cool seeing him now playing uh, Master Chief. That is pretty neat. Yeah, um, well, Fredo, what are your thoughts, man? I won't. I don't I don't know cuz I kind of I'm I'm a PlayStation guy so Halo is more Xbox. I played it growing up but uh, it's been years man. It's been a long time man. Yeah, that's me too. I'm the same way. I'm a PS guy. But I mean, how do you feel about it? Like now that we finally fucking have something like after all these years and everything and whatnot and all the times that they tried to do the movie and whatnot and like they tried to do a show and whatnot. Like they're finally doing it. You know what? I would probably be more excited if they made a Destiny movie. Honestly, again, again, a show. But it's I'm, I don't know. I'm I, I'm excited. It looks real good. It looks like it's a lot of uh, action and good storyline. So we'll see. I don't have Paramount Plus, so like <laughs> it's just like uh, yeah. That's, that's I have a lot of streaming services, so Paramount Plus is not one of them. Well. 
You can, I, I have Paramount Plus only because of Mark Rutledge. So, like, that's it. You can blame him for me having Paramount Plus. Alexis understands. Um, you know, but um, what do you think, Jeff? What, what were your thoughts of the, on the Halo trailer? It's got. It's going to have a lot of combat action in it, man. It looks like it's going. It kind of almost looks like. Uh, oh crap! What was the movie that Chris Pratt was in? That was on uh, the Tomorrow War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It reminds yeah. me of that a lot. Uh, from just the trailer, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be good. I mean, I don't know all of the characters. I'll have to get familiar with the characters, you know, because it's kind of like the Matrix was, you know, when I went back to watch that movie. I'm not. It's going to take me a minute to get familiar with all the characters again. Well, I read the books, like I did. Like yeah, I read, see, I, I never read, did any of that. Yeah, I read all the books. So and they're and they're good. Um, so like I know the whole lore, I know the whole story and everything and whatnot. I know who the characters are. Um, Cortana is like the uh, the AI that like um, you know inhibits like his suit and everything and whatnot and talks to him. And like gives him tactical strategies and stuff like that and whatnot, like while he's fighting and shit like that and whatnot. And she's modeled after the woman with the blonde hair. That's Dr. Halsey. She's the one, the scientist that actually ran the program where when like Master Chief was a child with all these other children, like they they trained them militarily and made them into superhuman people. Like through experimentation and shit, like that's how Master Chief like manifested, like where you know what he where he came from. They stole children from like their parents and gave them like copies of their children. Oh, yes, that's where that's where Master Chief came from. That's how he started. Um, and they trained them from like age four, five, six up into like what they become. You know, like uh, but basically, I mean, hey, there's not much really to say about it. Um, at the end of the day, it looked really cool. Um, it's very authentic to the games, and um, I think it looks exciting. I think that um, for people out there who maybe um, are at like a place like Wilfredo or Jeff, where you know that they haven't really like fucked with Halo for a long time and whatnot, I think you'll still get get into it and, and dig it. And then, honestly, Alexis, I think people out, out, like on your on your on your uh, like angle, where you really don't know anything about Halo, I think you'll still end up probably at some point watching it. You'll probably like it. Like I said, it does look interesting, and credit that it looks like they've thrown all of their money into uh, the CGI budget because those effects yeah. do look incredible. I know that. I, like I said, I, I I haven't played Halo. I have seen people playing Halo. Fun story. Um, I, when I was in college, uh, this was when, uh, late high school, early college is when Halo came out and I was a school photographer and I was sent to cover the opening of, it was uh, one of those new video game cafes that were just then becoming all the rage. And for opening night, they had a huge big screen TV playing. They had Halo hooked up and they had a bunch of people playing it. And I snapped a couple pictures, and the one that they chose to go with the article for the school newspaper in college was of these four dudes playing Halo, and I kid you not, this was their face. Hilarious. 
yeah, it's just like all four of them look like that on the, in the picture. And I was like, I didn't intend for them to look like complete idiots, but that's just the way it works. Well, I just want they to know. They were not happy with us. I haven't researched this at all. I'd like to know how the hell this ended up on Paramount Plus at the end of the day. Like, just because for years and years and years, they've been trying to make something out of Halo. Last I knew, Stars was producing the series. Now all of a sudden it's on Paramount Plus. It's a big get for Paramount Plus. Like, honestly, it really helps them out a lot because they don't really have that many, like, high-value shows. Let's see here. Production. Yeah, went through development hell. There was originally supposed to be released. Spielberg was supposed to be originally a producer. Yes. Yeah, Spielberg. It was supposed to be released in 2015. Then it got changed to 2009 and 2020. Oh, it's been a saga, Alexis. It's been going on for like 15 years. Uh, Let's see here. In 2018, Showtime was given a 10 episode order. Hey, pretty girl. Oh, Showtime. Okay, not stars. Yeah, and then, but then in February 24, 2021, the series was moved from Showtime to Paramount+. Plus. Showtime president Gary Levine said that the show was an outlier for the company's brand and a, quote, big, broad, tempo, tempo, tentpole show. Blah. So it was a better fit on Paramount service. So there's your okay. answer. There you go. Thank you, Alexis. All right, well, hey. That's all I've got for Halo, so I mean, if you want to go ahead and get into Boba Fett, just let me know when you want me to go ahead and start dropping those promo trailers, I will. All right, well, before we do, does anyone have any other comments they want to drop about uh, either Halo, or is there anything that they want to say before we get in uh, to discussing episode four, The Gathering Storm? I'm ready. No, I'm good. All right. Rock and roll, Jeff. Let's play the trailer. Awesome. I am not a bounty hunter. I've heard otherwise. I know that you sit on the throne of your former employer. Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect. You were all once captains under Jabba the Hutt. I'm here to make a proposal that's mutually beneficial. Why speak of conflict when cooperation can make us all rich? What prevents us all from killing you? Taking what we want. If you had spoken such insolence to Java, he'd have fed you to his menagerie. Please, speak freely.
am not a bounty hunter. I've heard otherwise. I know that you sit on the throne of your former employer. Java ruled with fear. Raw one. to make a proposal that's mutually beneficial. Jabba the Hutt once sat upon that throne. You all accrued wealth and riches under Jabba. You can again with this man, Boba Fett. What prevents us all from killing you? Why speak of conflict when cooperation can make us all rich? I'm the Grand Lord now. I was going to say, I was saying, it's like, so how long is he going to uh, play that new trailer or play the trailer it, again before he realizes what happened? <laughs> it was, it was an accident. I, I, um, I got confused when I like, uh, when I took the trailers from, from YouTube, I thought that I was picking up like a second promo teaser trailer or something like that. But all it was, was like another version of the official trailer. So mm -hmm. my bad. It's all good. All right. So episode four, The Gathering Storm. This one, our two main focuses are on the memory of when uh, Boba and Fennec Shand first joined forces to recover Boba's ship from Bib Fortuna and the meeting with the crime lords about the coming war. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the memory. We've been splitting the series into two storylines. One has been memories while Boba's been in the Bacta tank. The other has been uh, and, well, what is his present day as he is trying to assert his right as the crime lord. So we see the first time he finds Fennec Shan. She is wounded from her uh, fight with uh, Din Djarin, a.k.a. the Mandalorian. Uh, he takes her to a uh, Moss Eisley mod parlor. Now, we had seen these kind of a mod modifications on uh, the Power Rangers from episode three, as I, I affectionately call them, because with those multicolored speeder bikes, I don't know how else we're <laughs> supposed to approach that. <laughs> Tell me I'm not the only one that saw episode three, saw them on the multicolored bikes. I'm like, sweet, sweet God, go, go Power Rangers. No doubt. What'd you say? I said, no doubt. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know, guys. It looked way too, I don't know if it looked too hokey saban or it looked too, uh, you know, kids, look what you can buy for Christmas kind of a thing. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it last, we talked about it last week, like, uh, well, we talked about it on Wednesday with, yeah. like, with Cyber and whatnot and everything, mm -hmm. how, how in episode three, um, you know, like the speeders and everything and whatnot, like that chase scene. It was I, I didn't like it at all. I thought it, it looked it didn't even look good. It wasn't a great chase scene. It was. I mean, I hate to say it, something about the speeder that the major domo was in and the speeder bikes. They did not look like they were going that fast. So it really wasn't that much of a high speed chase. Again, the individual colored bikes looked very childish. It was like a Keystone Cops episode or something. Very much. I think at one yeah, point when he when he hits the funny. fruits, 
I think when he hits the fruit stand at the end, I actually sh- uh, threw my arms over like, they got all the cliches. Yeah. Because <laughs> I swear to God, how many of us were thinking like that scene from Wayne's World where I was. I think it's Wayne's World or Wayne's World Two, and it's like, oh, so we're just stack. Make sure we're stacking all these melons and chickens. It's like, oh, so you're selling melons? No, nope, we're just making sure that we're stacking them, and then these guys are gonna walk this pane glass back and forth. <laughs> it's just what else? What else was the was the fruit there except to be hit during a chase scene? Right, Cleo? Yep, you know I'm telling the truth. All right, so he so like we'd seen these uh, the mod the mods on these uh care these kids beforehand they all had little cybernetic implants or replacements on their body types so uh evidently this was something that both had known for because he takes uh fennec to the mod parlor brings her in and i love it he's just like this woman's dying i don't care throws down the money you didn't start with that uh Fixes her up, puts those... I still don't really know how those gears and those pumps and everything in her stomach work to save her life, per se. It just doesn't look like they really match up. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It looked like a bunch of stuff just putting in her stomach to me. Yeah, it just looked very much so like the props department had too much fun with that. Uh, Wilfredo, what did you think of uh, the modification parlor? Uh, well, I enjoyed the the part where he goes, where he did drop the money. He goes, oh, we should have left with that. If that was to me, it was just, it, it was funny. But um, to it, it just seemed like it was too much. It was just, I don't know what, exactly what they were going for with that. It just didn't. I thought it was just too much. Maybe they could they couldn't have, didn't have to add all those gears and yeah, and all maybe so. Yeah, I guess I look at the way the gears are moving. I'm like, so where are her normal organs then? It just looks like the way it's moving, her entire torso should be, uh, you know, mechanical, I guess. All right. So, but yes, we have the flashback where he saves her life. And he says, I want your help. I want you to help me go get my ship back. Now, this was actually a point that I did want to bring up. Uh, for decades now, Boba Fett's ship was known as the Slave One. This is what it was called when the movie first debuted. This is what has always been on the merchandise and the lore. Uh, they have changed that. Uh, apparently, Slave is no longer PC, and it is now called the Fire Spray. I want to know what you guys think about the change. I want to know what you guys think. Um, Jeff Bowman, why don't you go ahead and start? Uh, what are your thoughts on the switching the name? Oh, I love I, I, it. Didn't bother me switching the name. I mean, I did at first. I I thought that it was called the Slave One when I first, you know what I mean. And I was like, well, why did you know? I don't remember being called that. But then when I researched it out, I saw why they had changed it. But I liked that whole scene. I mean, I enjoyed the whole thing of them going into into the palace and and getting his ship back. Mm-hmm. It was just the whole thing was funny. The whole. That I, my favorite part was probably the droids, you know, them yeah. creeping in and the, and the chef droid and then the small little, uh, the lep droid or the lead droid, whatever it was called, that was running all over the place, reminded me of a, like a cat, you know, but that was cool and it was funny. But the mod parlor, I, I thought that was so cool because I was like, man, what if we really had something like that, you know, like where if you got hurting a car wreck or whatever it's somebody that, you know you could go to a mod parlor and they put a bunch of stuff in your 
in your heart area and you're back to normal, you know, you're back to normal. But I wonder if she was like partially mechanical and, and maybe that, you know, getting shot in the stomach, it fried the circuitry or, or the mechanical part. And so he was replacing that with the new parts. That is a no, thought. I don't, I don't know. I was just wondering, cause I, I was like, cause I'm like everybody else. I'm like, I don't understand how that saved your life. Cause I don't know what it hooked up to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like where, where it showed where she was shot, it looked like in her stomach. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just curious if she might've been a mod already. And that fried the, the mechanics and they, he was replacing those parts. But then again, it may not be, but I, I did. I like that part. And I like, like I said, I enjoyed them sitting around and talking and how he made the proposal to her. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was cool. I like it those throwback it. scenes like that, though. I will tell you, if those parlors existed in real life, I know way too many steampunk enthusiasts who would be going in. It's like, just chop off my arm and give me something or, else. Yeah. We all know people. We've been to enough Comic-Cons. We all know people who would do that. Uh, Wilfredo, your thoughts? <laughs> Excuse me. Please, please don't choke. We're not worth it. <laughs> Went down the wrong track. <laughs> I, I've been there many times. I understand. Like I said, we're not worth dying over. So, um, it was it was cool. Um, just the the scenes, the George scene was hilarious, especially the rat catcher, and when he goes, "Who do you, do you know who I am?" <laughs> he goes Boba Fett and the guy just and the droid just kills him just basically shuts himself off okay quick question though I got it because I'm sorry you do bring that up this was actually something that people were talking about on Twitter did the droid kill himself or did he just switch himself off to be turned on what do you guys think I, I think he just probably just shut himself off yeah that's what it looked like to me he turned himself off yeah he's like someone else will turn me back on later click there was actually a point of contention on Twitter that there people were saying they thought that the droid had like committed suicide. And they were just like, why did the droid do that? It's like, guys, I think he could be reactivated later. But a lot of people were very freaked out. And I have a Labrador scratching my back. Cleo, do you mind? This dog's insane. All right. Um, Will, you want to talk about uh, your thoughts about renaming the ship? I, I don't. I don't really have a thought on it. Doesn't really bother me. It's just the way it is nowadays. With uh, if people get offended quickly, mm-hmm. so it, it it really doesn't really make a difference to me. It is not like it's gonna have a, the naming of the ship, the changing of the name of the ship is really gonna affect how I really enjoy it. If it's written good and and so far has been, I've enjoyed all the episodes I've seen. So. All right, uh, Jeff S., you want to, any thoughts on either the mod parlor or the uh, name change? I don't really have anything on the name change. I mean, I didn't really feel like I I have any really opinions on it, to tell you the truth. But as far as the mod thing goes, after listening to, like, um, everybody else talk about it and everything and whatnot, I can honestly say that, like, um, you know, I would still, like, um, throw down with, um, you know, Feta Cha, or whatever the fuck her name is, um, Fen La, whatever, I can't pronounce Fennec? Fennec. I, I, was st- I would still throw it out with Fennec, even with, like, the metal guts and shit. I don't care, man. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? Like, that chick looks good as hell for 58 years old, bro. She, she, she's slamming. 
Ming you know is a very attractive woman. I'm telling you right now. Um, very talented. You know, if, if if I end up with a woman at some point later on, like in life and whatnot, and I'm with her until she's 58 years old and she looks like that chick, I'm, I'm going to be feeling good, bro. But um, anyways, but uh, no, um, it just was like all like uh, fucking sloppy and like slapped together and shit. Like you're supposed to just believe that like this like, um, you know, like amateur freaking like, you know, looking, um, you know, half ass robotic shit or whatever is supposed to be fixing her up and whatnot and everything. And like it looked, uh, it looked cheap to me. Like it didn't even look good. Like, visually, like, it looked cheap to me. Uh, and, um, you know, like, it made no sense. You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, how, like, any of that worked. I don't think that, like, she actually had any any metal parts in her. She got hurt, and, like, he brought her in there to get the metal parts to save her life. Um, and um, I just felt like kind of... Um, it was very unclimatic. Yeah. I swear to God, I'm listening. I'm just trying to prevent this dog from eating my arm. She's a little uh, antsy tonight. All right. So, yeah, we got the So, they go in. They get the show. We actually get some pretty decent action bits as they're sneaking around Jabba's palace or Bib Fortuna's palace. I don't really know exactly who, what they're calling it right then. Uh, they do get the fire spray back. And we get more of their discussion and Boba Fett telling Fennec how he's going to take over and outlaw uh, the territories. And I really like the discussion they have because she talks about, you know, he, he mentions living with the Tuscans. And Fennec says, living with the Tuscans has made you soft. And he says, no, it's made me strong because I realize you only get so far without a tribe. And I really like that mentality because bo uh, bounty hunters are not people who you know stick together they're very much the i am it's like I look out for number one kind of mentality that's always been uh you know the way they're presented in fiction so i really like this idea of bofed just the way that this being with the tuscans has changed his mentality the way it has and i love that character growth for that because it really does now explain why he's decided to step away like he has well, from the uh, business that he has spent his whole life a part of. Alexis, if you don't mind me jumping in really quick just for a second, I wouldn't mind posing a question to Wilfredo and Jeff. And that, would, that would be just like, do you agree with me that, like, for me, I feel like um, all the stuff that happened with, like, Boba and the Tuscans has been my favorite part of the show. What do you think, Will? Actually, it it it's kind of um. I enjoy. I actually enjoy. I can see, you can see the growth in Boba as a person, and and that's what and that's what's kind of because you know me. My my podcast is about self development and self growth and all that. And to see when he says that, when he says that line about it made him stronger because he, he had a tribe. That applies to real life now. It applies to the things we do now. It's like, you, you, yes, you're, you can be successful on your own, but you can be much more successful when you have an awesome team or tribe or, or a village behind you. Hey, well, I think that, like, uh, in a way, that kind of connects to content creation because I know for me, 
I never would have gotten where I'm at and what and whatnot with like my YouTube channel and my podcast and whatnot if not for all of like the freaking tons and tons of people who have like grinded out these shows with me and whatnot and everything. I'm whatever by myself, but without all them, like I'd be incomplete. So I feel you on that. But um, but Jeff, what do you think about all the shit with the Tuscans? I enjoyed every bit of that stuff with the Tuscans, man. It needed to be brought out because you know we needed to know you know, how he got where he is now. Um, but I like seeing how it taught, it, it taught him all of, you know, what he needed to learn and where he is now. And, and he's applied a lot of that, you know? So yeah, it was very, it was a critical part of the show, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, you know, we'll find out why later on down the road, but you know, it, it, it was important to see that, and I, I enjoyed him talking about that. But I'm glad that they included him in there, you know. So it, it it was it was important. I mean, it still is important. So we, also, so we also get a little bit of them returning to the Sarlacc pit to try to get. They think they think there's still a chance that uh, Boba's uh, <clears throat> armor is in there. And this, of course, is a contradiction from the first episode, but I think the idea is that he was so out of it when he got back out of the uh, out of the pit the first time that he has no remembrance of the Jawas stripping him clean, as it were. Uh, yeah, well, what was the line? I'm trying to remember what was the line from the podcast when we discussed the first episode. The, Jaw the approach to the Jawas. Oh, aren't they cute? Hey, where's my wallet? <laughs> So that's the reason I'm thinking that he has no, he thinks that the armor is still in the Sarlacc pit. Kind of freaky though for them to actually go back in, even though they're protected in the ship, but still that is just freaky as hell. It's like, I don't know, just, I, I'm having flashbacks to uh, seeing the Meg, you know, it's like, go, it's like, and here's the ship. And now the ship is in the mouth of the shark. You know, I got to tell you, I even in even after she kills that thing with the seismic charge, I cannot believe Boba had the guts to go back into that thing. It's like I would never set foot a million miles anywhere near that damn thing ever again. No. Um, so, any other thoughts about the scene with the Sarlacc, um, Jeff? B? Yeah. Oh, oh Jeff, Jeff S., you want to go first? Yeah, no, if you don't mind, just, yeah, real quick. Um, yeah, it just was really cool. Like, I mean, um, I, uh, when um, when the other Sarlacc or whatever popped up and, like, attacked the ship and everything and whatnot, I liked that. Like, I thought that was really interesting. It was cool seeing the ship fight against it and whatnot and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and just the whole concept of, the, of the, the Sarlacc pit is really cool, man. That's it. You know what I mean? It's it's just really it's 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 a really cool concept. It is really cool. Jeff B, any thoughts on the scene with the Sarlacc? Scared the crap out of me. I jumped out of the couch. I jumped off the couch when that thing reached out and grabbed the ship. I mean, yeah. it startled me. I wasn't mm -hmm. expecting it. Uh, I knew it was going to happen. I just wasn't expect. You know, I wasn't expecting it. It was a great part of the show, but. I, I, I'm like Jeff. It's it's just awesome to think that's sitting out in the middle of the desert, just waiting. There's no telling what's in that in that thing's stomach, you know. Absolutely. No telling how many years worth of people and things are in there, and if, if it's willing to eat a ship, you know, just think about it. I mean, it literally was pulling that thing, and all those teeth in there. I mean, that was just awesome. Yeah, it was great. Mm -hmm. I loved it. 
Definitely. But it startled the hell out of me when it first happened. I knew it was going to happen. You know how you know it's going to happen. You just you can't prepare for it. That it did. I loved that part. Yeah. Did love Fennec being a badass when she launched the seismic charge, actually going fire in the hole yeah. and dropping that yeah. thing in there. Just like very action movie-ish. I love that. Yeah, it was um, awesome. Will, what did you think? <clears throat> well, it, it, so was so that was a baby, right? It wasn't the the one the the original one where he fell in. That was the original hole he fell in. But what was inside was seemed think, like a baby. I, I think, think it was the. The same sarlacc i think that was just the sarlacc's mouth retreated i could be mm -hmm. wrong but that because from whatever i okay i may be completely 100 percent wrong but i distinctly remember hearing that sarlaccs reproduced by spores that they launch spores and then a spore falls away and lands in somewhere else in the sand and starts growing there could be wrong but that's what i remember reading but it, it was it was it was a good scene um like uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff, uh, just like uh, the other guys, I kind of jumped when he, when when it jumped out at him. So mm -hmm. it, it was cool. Um, I, I I thought it was fun. It's that it's so so well written because they they interject so much uh, comedy into it, and you don't really realize it, especially when uh, after she dropped the the the, the seismic bomb, and Bobo goes. Yeah, and don't touch any of my buttons. Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good bit. All right, so moving on from that, we get our moment that is in uh, the current timeline, and that is the sit-down dinner with the crime bosses. So Boba has accumulated the local crime bosses who previously served under Jabba, and he tells them originally that he wants them to work with him, and they say no. And then, and then they say, so what's to stop us from just killing you? That scene that has been played in every single trailer. And of course, from this episode three, we know what he's got. He has himself a brand new Rancor. And anyone else love just he says that and the Rancor growls and shakes the table. And it's like, that's why, bitch. <laughs> Again, very, so action movie cliche, but it's so much fun. The timing on that line was perfect. So the crime board, the crime lords say, okay, fine, we're not going to align with you, but we will remain neutral. We're not going to align with the pikes. All right. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about that scene. Um, Jeff S., you want to start talking about the scene with the crime lords? What did you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a ton. Um, they're, they're honestly, Alexis, some of these scenes are just. I feel like I feel like there wasn't a lot of intrinsic aspects going on like for me to really get deep into you know what i mean um i felt like um it was really cool that like the rancor or whatever got involved and shit and everything i thought that was cool um that like uh boba fett's incorporated that that him like into his his shit and i enjoyed the episode i guess it was the last episode episode three where he first gets to the Rancor and whatnot, and you find out it has emotions and everything, and it's like a pet, you know? Like, that was cool. Um, it's cool seeing Boba, like, um, doing his business, like, as a crime lord and shit like that. Everybody loves crime lords, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like the mafia, man. Everybody, lo everybody loves Godfather. You know what I mean? Everybody loves, like, crime bosses. They're cool, man. Yeah, I think it's actually fair to call this the Godfather scene of this uh, series. 
Yeah. And no, I understand where you're coming from. It's just that unlike episode two, where I hosted, I don't have a lot of uh, moments where I can compare this to something like Lawrence of Arabia. So to keep the discussion going, I got to ask about the scenes. Of course. All right. Uh, Will, any thoughts on the scene with the crime lords? I'm just, uh, <laughs> you just get to, it's funny because when you see the clips and all that and how they cut different scenes and then when you really get to see the scene, it was nothing like, because in one of the scenes they show him sitting on the throne and doing all that stuff and she, and none of that happened in that scene. They were all really just sitting at, at that table. Mm-hmm. But it was cool when they when they did question, oh, yeah, what what is going to prevent from what's going to prevent us from taking whatever we want right now? And when the and when the and when the beast just grabbed that cage and rattled it, and everybody just jumped up. Oh, that was really dope. It was. Um, Jeff uh, B, any thoughts? Oh yeah, I dug it. I completely dug that scene. Him sitting at the table and and him laying it out, what his expectations are. Now he wasn't expecting a tribute. He just wanted them to to give up their loyalty, you know, and just be loyal. I loved how they set it up though before that with with Santo in the in the little uh, club. You know how they he was in there and he he beat up the uh, he beat up the guys that he was they were winning at the gambling tables and the whole time he's sitting there, you know, and he's, he's already getting just tore up and angrier and angrier watching him win. And then eventually he just comes unglued. I can't believe I forgot about that scene. Yeah. That's a great, you know, and they set it up because they let us know then that, that, that Santo has a chip on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. So he's looking for something. So Boba's there. And uh, so, you know, now he's got, so now we know, that Santos is going to be canon, so we know he's going to be around. And then, and then they go into that scene at the table with all of them there. And I just thought it was just a perfect mafia scene, you know, to be sitting there. And then, of course, they get they get smart with him, and you know, they're like, you know, what's to say that we just don't go ahead and kill you now, you know, and turn on you and kill you now? And then, and then next thing you know, the the rancor shows signs. Everybody thought it. It was gone. You know, nobody mm-hmm. knew that the Huts had brought that to him. I just thought that was great. But, but yeah, knowing that Santos, you know, we talked about it the other night, but knowing that they're canon now, that's just mm-hmm. great. It's great knowing that they're going to be characters. I do love how the scene with Santos is set up all the way. Yeah, well, it's awesome. said, but it's such a great callback to that line from uh, episode four. What happens when a Wookiee loses? He mm-hmm. tears your arms out of your sockets. What happens to the Trandoshans uh, when Santos loses? He pulls their arm out of the socket. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I just love the uh, head of the like the cantina. She's like, okay, okay, look, you're you're she's like, she's placating his ego. Just like, you are so great. You are a wonderful warrior. And then she she's trying to calm him down. And finally she's like, okay, look. Just don't do anything, and I'll wipe your debt clean. How about that? Even that's not enough <laughs> to save him. Well, no, he made sure to get the last. He was going to get an arm before he yeah. was home. Yeah, but it was I, just. Go ahead. I, I didn't, it took me a minute to realize that that was a childhood crush of mine, um, Miss Jennifer Beals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Miss Flashdance herself. <laughs> yes, herself. Yes, Miss Flashdance herself. So mm-hmm. it was great to see her in, in something. So. Yeah, Absolutely. it was good to see Jennifer Beals. So the episode ends with uh, 
the crime lords uh, departing, claiming they're going to stay neutral. Whether or not they will agree to that, we shall see. And Fett and Fennec saying that they need to hire more muscle. And as Fennec says, we can get more muscle if you know where to look. You hear a familiar tune played underneath, which I do believe was the Mandalorian theme. Yep. Hinting at uh, who's going to be coming in the next episode. All right. Uh, Jeff S., you want to give any last thoughts on this before we move on? Any more thoughts on this episode? No, I'll be honest with you. I really don't have much else to say about it, to tell you the truth. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm, ex I'm excited to go ahead and watch the DC teaser trailer. All right, Jeff B., Will, uh, either of you have any more uh, thoughts on episode four before we move on to what's next on the docket? I'm actually no. I'm just. I'm. I'm actually probably tomorrow. I'll probably finish watching the rest of it. So. <laughs> Me too. Well, I'm watching the last episode tomorrow. All right. I Jeffy. just love how it, I love how it set us up. It's setting us up for something big. I love how it ended with the Mando uh, theme and mm -hmm. them standing out there in front of the fortress. It's setting us up for something big. You knew Absolutely. it was coming. So yeah, I love the ending of it. All right, so then I think we've talked enough about that. We're going to move on. Uh, DC dropped today what we affectionately call a sizzle reel. I think a lot of us can agree this was probably supposed to be aired on Super Bowl Sunday, and it got, I don't know if it got leaked on purpose, but either way, this is a quick look at four films that DC is releasing uh, this year. The Batman, Black Adam, Aquaman and Lost Kingdom, and The Flash. Uh, I do know, I don't know a lot about the plot yet for uh, Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom or the Black or Black Adam, but we do know uh, that the Flash film is going to essentially be an adaptation of Flashpoint, which was, I would say, probably one of the most important comic storylines of the last uh, uh, last 10 years. Wait, did this come out in 10 years? Yeah, 2011. Okay, good. I don't, I don't sound like a complete idiot. Uh, do you guys you guys do know about Flashpoint, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. I watch, I watch yeah. Flash the regular series, so yes. Yeah, Flash the TV series, otherwise known as this. This is the season we call "Damn It, Barry." <laughs> that was my reoccurring jokes. Like, what did Barry do this time? <laughs> All right. So, uh, Jeff, do you want to go ahead and pull up in that uh, that uh, sizzle reel? I'd be more than happy to. you under there? What are you hiding? My son dreamt of a better world. That's why he saved me. You can go to any timeline, any universe. Why fight to save this one? What could be greater than a king? The hero. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> If we don't stand up, no one will. Come with us. There's a glorious world out there. Waiting for you. Are you in? Thanks. 
All right. Now, I don't think we have to talk any more about the Batman footage because I'm like 90% certain everything that we just saw from that we have seen in previous trailers. But I will go and ask, who's already bought their tickets? I haven't bought my tickets yet, no. I forgot. I was going to yeah, say, I, you're I the haven't, I haven't bought I them yet. Say, Jeff S., you're the biggest Batman fanatic I know. You honestly haven't bought your tickets yet? Yeah, I am surprised by that. Well, Alexis, I told you a bunch of times now, like, um, Every time I've gone to the theater to watch one of the Marvel movies that's come out in 2021 or whatever, I'm telling you right now, like, the most people I've seen in, in my in my local theater for, like, for anything was Spider-Man 3. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think maybe, maybe half the theater was full for, like, Spider-Man 3 um, on opening night or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, like, all the other stuff, Black Widow, the Turtles... Shang-Chi, there was like maybe three or four or five people max in like the whole theater, in the whole theater. So I don't have to worry about getting my tickets. Like if I wait a month and then order them, I can still get like the, like, you know, opening night tickets or whatever. They'll be available. Fair enough. So let's go ahead and talk about the other movies that we see. Firstly, we're going to talk about uh, Black Adam. We, I think we're, I think it's arguable we could probably see most from that one we get a look at some of the other characters that we're going to get in that which frankly looks amazing we see adam smasher we see cyclone we see hawkman dr fate uh those okay first of all hawkman the wings oh my god that looked incredible <laughs> yeah yeah i was like feel free to jump in here guys. yeah <laughs> no, yeah I'm, I'm excited to see pierce bronson yeah that was a good choice to play uh, Dr. Fate. I really yes. like that. And again, he looks amazing too. Really like that. Although I'm not going to lie. Um, I did kind of have my fingers crossed that we were going to get Odin Fair because he voices Dr. Fate in the Justice League series. And I thought he would actually be a really good live action Dr. Fate as well. But Pierce Brosnan, I can live with. I think he's going to play a very good role. Uh, we got to see a little bit of Adam Smasher running through the, uh, the uh, past all those the buildings, showing his full size, which is really cool. Uh, we don't really get to, we see a bit of Cyclone, but we don't see her powers as of yet. So we're probably going to get a little bit more out of that. Um, but yeah, we don't have much on the plot yet for this. Has anyone heard anything much about what we're going to get? Uh, for Black Adam. Black Adam. Oh man, I know. Um, I know it, it, the Justice League is gonna play a big part in it because I know at one point they had recruited Black Adam, and it, it, it's, it's about it's, Justice Society or something. Yeah, the Justice Society, Society of America. Yeah, yeah, the, the JSA. JSA. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you think this is gonna be about Black Adam's origins and his interactions with the JSA? Yes. I don't think that's a fair assessment. Well, I'll be honest with you. Um, I may be the least knowledgeable Black Adam. Uh, I'm not person, knowledgeable person. at all in Black Adam. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm going into Black Adam wide open. I really have no clue. Like, I probably will spend a couple minutes and at least try to like understand his origin story and stuff like that before I see the film. Um, but like, I never read the comics or anything like that and whatnot. I really old. I didn't. I didn't read much DC when I was a kid. Um, I read some Superman once in a while. I used to read Batman once in a while, um, and like the Justice League. You know what I'm saying? And like that was pretty much it. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, read, I read more. I read more Marvel, but as far as cartoons, I would say DC had probably more cartoons. Like they had, they had the Justice League. They had Batman. They had a whole bunch of different. I, it's just to, it was to me. I'm super friends and all this other stuff. Yo, yo, so, Will, Will. Yeah. I I read more. I read more. Um, I read more Dark Horse and like um, you know, uh, shit. Um, what were the what were the other uh, uh, popular other comic book image? You know what I mean? Like you know, I read all that like over DC. You know what I mean? Like I was reading Spawn and shit like that back in the day. And Sin yeah. City, Sin City, and everything and whatnot. You know, which is crazy. DC's that, always been real strong on their animated movies. Their animated movies are just unbelievable. Well, yo, it's For cool. some reason when they cross over to the Warner Brothers movies, they choke. No, most um, definitely, Jeff. I'm thinking, I'm thinking I these, these latest. I don't know these, why. I think these latest ones are are is a step up. I hope. Uh, For I, their I, sake, I, I hope. Yeah, because I, I think the Batman looks real good. Because um, they killed, enjoyed, they destroyed Aquaman. They completely destroyed Wonder Woman in '84. I was so I was so upset with Wonder Woman 1984. That was so disappointing. I'm never gonna watch it. I've already decided. I'm done. I'm never gonna watch it. Well, the interesting thing with Black Adam is that, in a way, I think it's kind of the whole. It's the same story with that we got with Woody Harrelson with Carnage. Isn't See, Black Adam associated with Shazam? Yes. He is the arch enemy of Shazam. Yes. Now, okay, that's what I was thinking. See, here's the thing: Shaz they've been DC and Warner Brothers have been kicking around doing a Shazam movie forever, like early since the early 2000s. And at one time, Dwayne Johnson was actually considered to play Shazam um, again, and it looked like uh, in 2000 around 2007, talks had started to fall through. But Johnson had said he was also interested in playing Black Adam, which, if you've read the comics, you could see Dwayne Johnson playing the role very, very well. So, like I said, I think it's very similar to Carnage, where we, Jeff, you and I joked about this when we talked about um, Venom 2, that the idea was that probably somebody said before they even cast Tom Hardy as Venom, they said, well, would we get to Carnage? We know we'll get Woody Harrelson. It's like, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that when we get to that. And I think it's the same thing is that when they finally started getting the talks ready to go for Shazam, it's like, well, when we get to Black Adam, we know we got Dwayne Johnson. They're like, yeah, yeah, but we're not doing Black Adam to start off with. So this was something that has been in the books and has, they've been wanting to do for well over 10 years now. So it's kind of funny. It's like, yeah, this is something that not only the fans have been wanting, Dwayne Johnson has been actively campaigning for this. He has wanted this role for a long, long time. And sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Yeah, okay. Uh, but it's really fun to see something like this that so many people have wanted finally coming to fruition. Because, uh, yeah, I really do think Dwayne Johnson will be a very good Black Adam. He he's a very talented actor, no question. And I think he's going to play this role really well. And again, this is something that I am excited to see after so much time. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Again, I am not getting any information on this. That's they the have first I even heard anything about it. Yeah, we haven't even got news on who is going to be the villain yet. I'm on the Wikipedia page. Uh, the cast so far, they're just saying everyone from the first movie. We yeah, got Black Manta is going to be in it again. Um, he is. Um, yes. I, I am 
I'm thrilled about that. I love Yaya Abdul uh, Mateen. He is such a good actor. Loved, loved, loved him in Candyman and the Watchmen TV series. A lot of fun with that. Uh, Willem Dafoe's returning. Patrick Wilson is returning as uh, Ocean Master or just, well, just Orm. You know, he never, Ocean Master was just in the comics. We got Randall Park coming back as Dr. Stephen Shin. Uh, but yeah, I'm not getting anything on um, any other uh, character. We got uh, Karsh. We got an actress named India Moore uh, coming in as a character called Karshan, but I'm not getting anything on that. But uh, yeah, nothing else on uh, on the shows on the detail. Kind of surprised they're going ahead with Amber Heard as Mira. There's been a lot of talk online. Yeah, I'm surprised about that. that. You know. And for this was what I heard was actually kind of interesting. For, uh, apparently, there was actually a clause in her contract that they can't fire her for the extenuating circumstances surrounding her personal life. You know, despite everything that happened with her and Johnny Depp, they can't fire her for that. So I guess they had no choice but to keep her because she was probably threatening to sue Warner Brothers if they didn't. Uh, you know, put her in the movie, but unless they've reduced her part, we are going to see a lot of people complaining about this film. And I'm calling now. We're going to see protests. We're going to people see people saying they're refusing to see this movie now. And uh, Jeff B, what do you think? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I'm surprised they even had her come back in and do the role, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't that today when I saw the 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 stuff for Aquaman, like I said, that's the first I heard that they were even doing another movie. I mean, I did know that when they decided that they were going to do a second movie, that Black Manta would be part of it. Mm -hmm. But I hadn't heard anything, you know, and, and I don't know if they kept it hush-hush deliberately or if that's, you know, just that, you know, I don't know. But hopefully they do a good job on it because, I mean, they – they completely tore that first Aquaman up. I was not impressed with it. I liked the version of Aquaman in in Justice League, um, you know, but the movie I wasn't impressed with at all. Um, See, I, I, dis I disagree. Jeff, I disagree with you, man. I actually thought that fucking um, that um, Aquaman was halfway decent. I I just didn't think it was worth anything at all. I think they destroyed his origin completely. Um, I, I, thought it was like okay. it. I thought it was okay, but the story was very much the hero's story. It wasn't anything new. It, it, I I enjoyed it based off of the characters and the incredible special effects. But story arc-wise, wasn't anything interesting. Okay, so there may be something about the villain here. Um just I mean, I grew up on Super Friends on Saturday morning cartoons. So well, I mean, you don't yeah. count Aquaman in that because right. Aquaman in the Super Friends cartoons was the equivalent of Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so I, my expectations for Aquaman, you know, probably wasn't that great to begin with, but I wasn't impressed with that movie. I mean, and I don't know enough about Flash to make a judgment on Flashpoint to say if it's going to be any good or not, but... Hopefully, they'll do a better job with these movies, I hope. I mean, well, like I said, I'm doing a little extra work here on Wikipedia, and there is a link to the character that called Karshan, uh, which is going to be played, by, like I said, by India Moore. Apparently, that is linked to a villain in uh, the comic books goes by, who's called Shark. 
tiger shark that rapidly mutated after exposure to nuclear waste, Lyra Recon to be Green Lantern experiments, blah, blah, blah. Rapid evolutionary growth gives him high intelligence, humanoid appearance, and telepathic powers, but leaves him with bloodthirsty shark instincts. Has fought Green Lantern, Superman, Aquaman, Justice League, Black Condor. Uh, so shark may be the uh, villain, and if it is, they're doing a uh, gender swap on that to make the character female. But considering how few little this character has apparently been in the comics, I don't think anyone's going to lose any sleep over that. So yeah, let's. Uh, the final movie to discuss is The Flash. This is based on Flashpoint. It's of course one of the biggest comic uh, story arcs that came out in the last uh, two decades. Story arc is that uh, Barry goes back in time to save his mother's life, and he ends up just destroying everything. There, there, there's no other way to put it. In doing this, Barry just ruins everyone's lives. There is no other way to say it. It's like, way to go, Barry. You have just utterly fucked everything up. Uh, but what's got everyone excited, and I don't know if you guys uh, could hear the voice, but that was undoubtedly Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, yes. That Batman Michael Returns. Bat the real Batman Returns. <laughs> yes, this is a Batman from a different universe than the one that our Flash is from, because Ben Affleck is going to be in this Flash, apparently. Uh, I don't know if they're going... Okay, so in the Flashpoint, uh, Barry teams up with a Batman who is Thomas Wayne. Because uh, in this story arc, in this universe, um, it's not Thomas and Martha who are shot. It's Bruce who was shot. And his father takes up the mantle yeah. of Batman to avenge his son. Now, I don't know if uh, Michael Keaton is playing Thomas Wayne or if this is just another Bruce. Uh, it, they're not being that clear on it. So we haven't seen any footage to say one or the other. We are. Uh, there has been confirmed I'm think, that. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking it's the Batman from Batman 1988. I, I honestly think because I, I, I know uh, in one of the scenes with um, the Flash where he removes the cover off the car, it's the Batmobile from 1988. Very true. Uh, it is confirmed that General Saad and Feora, uh, Michael Shannon, and I can't pronounce her name. Anchi Tro I, I I don't know. She played Feora in Man of Steel. They these two are coming back. One second, gentlemen. Cleo! Cleo, get back in here. Sorry, we had a neighbor complaining about her barking lately. Uh we also have Sasha Kali playing Supergirl in this. Which I think it's gonna be interesting. I'm a little confused if we're going to get a lot of what we've seen from Flashpoint, which is the war between the Amazons and the Atlanteans, which I think was a big start. But uh, Gal Gadot and um, uh, Jason Momoa are not, or Amber Heard for that matter, are not uh, listed in this. So I'm, I, I feel a little disappointed if Flashpoint's not going to have the Amazon Atlantis war because that was such a huge part of the story. Um. Anyone who's very familiar with Flashpoint, are there any story arcs that you're really hoping that they will include in this? Honestly, uh, Alexis, I, um, again, I'm I'm limited. I understand some aspects of, of Flashpoint and whatnot. I do, um, but overall, I'm a little bit sketchy with it just because I'm not really a huge DC fan. So I'm kind of. Um, 
you know, uh, an amateur kind of DC fan, and um, I'm kind of, I think I'm going to be going into the movie basically kind of like learning as I go, you know? All right, very true. I'm curious how uh, uh, General Zod and Feora are going to fit into this. It's going to be interesting. Well, now, HBO Max is, you know, DC is a big part of HBO Max, too. Mm -hmm. Now there's a lot of DC stuff on there. There's the the uh, the Flashpoint Paradox animated movie on there, which, which is, is pretty good. good. And yeah. it's you know so that's that got where I know a little bit about what's going on. But mm -hmm. I, you know, I will probably go see the movie just because I don't know anything about you know that much about DC. Uh, enough well, to oh sorry, go know, ahead. No, uh, enough to do a podcast over. I don't know enough about them. I will go ahead and promote this. Uh, if there's, if you guys, if anyone wants to know more about Flashpoint but doesn't have time to actually sit down and read the whole book, uh, there is an online comic book reviewer goes by the name Linkara. Uh, he hosts a show called Atop the Fourth Wall. I'm a huge fan of his show, and a lot of times I have gone through his stuff because he doesn't just review bad comics; he also talks about big ones as well. For example, he did a full retrospective on uh, Blackest Night, Brightest Day with the Green Lanterns. I did not have time to review that, so I actually watched his review so I could kind of get the bullet points, as it were. Well, he did this with Flashpoint, so if you guys want to know enough about the comic without having to read the whole stupid thing, I recommend heading over to his channel. Okay. What was it called again? Uh, Atop the Fourth Wall. Okay. All right, then. I think that is... Uh everything at this point let me just check something here oh this is interesting the flash movies being directed by the guy who did the it movies oh okay yeah that is yeah me. andy uh moschietti i think is how his name was pronounced yeah i saw that i was like wait is that the same it's like yep that's the guy who gave us it so interesting uh take because before that he did the horror movie mama Interesting switch to go from horror movies to Flashpoint Paradox. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, Alexis. I mean, um, I just I'm not that DCU knowledgeable. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. um, I don't like to get, I don't like to try to you know talk about stuff that I'm really not that you know into with, and I can't, and I I don't feel that comfortable with and whatnot. So um, yeah, I mean, honestly, why don't we go ahead and call it, and we'll do our plugs, and we'll get out of here. I think that sounds like a plan. All right. Wilfredo, you want to tell us about your uh, your show? Yes, you can catch Stuck in My Mind podcast on all major platforms. I'm also on YouTube at Stuck in My Mind podcast. I have an internet radio station, Real Wise Radio. It's uh, www.realwiseradio.com. And I also uh, produce and edit podcasts. So, you can check us out at realwiseproductions.com and yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, Jeff B, you got anything you want to say? Uh, other than that, I'm a frequent guest on the MC's Bleeding Edge. And uh, if you need me on any other shows, just give me a holler and I'll jump on board. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. Um, Jeff, we're, got, we're glad to have you, Jeff. All right, Jeff S., you want to do your plugs before I do mine? No, I'm going to do you first. 
All right. Well, let's go ahead and talk about my personal plugs. Honeysuckle Rose, where fashion meets fandom at the intersection of geek and chic. We're selling handmade jewelry through Etsy and handmade at uh, Amazon. Getting ready to get back on the road here pretty soon. We're going to be stopping off at the Lexington Comic and Toy Show. So excited about that one. Then heading back to Kansas City for Planet Comic Con. That's our home show. We do that every year so happy to be going back our shops are fully stocked on etsy and handmade at amazon you can find us on instagram facebook and twitter for any and all updates and of course we do love our custom orders and for those of you who have been enjoying listening to our discussions about boba fett mandalorian or the dc upcoming films well we have got tons of stuff for all of those fandoms i'm really excited about a lot of the stuff we have on there if you are excited about the dc films like i am be sure to head on over to our shop and check out what we've got and now on to the plugs that um for my other network with the Rattelich and Broadcasting Network. Uh, Mark Rattelich and I just wrapped up a discussion uh, yesterday about Looney Tunes cartoons on HBO Max season four and the Looney Tunes Valentine's Day special and the incredible laziness we're seeing out of these writers after four seasons. We're also getting ready for Tripped Up Trivia's show in uh, this at the end of this month. The theme is Everything the Dark Knight. And it looks like Will and Jeff S. are going to... Cleo, not in the middle of my plugs, dog. Dog just tried to pull me off the screen. <laughs> just literally grabbed my wrist and was like, Mom, come on! <laughs> She's ready. You want her, you can have her. Dirt cheap. <laughs> <laughs> She's a year old. She's rambunctious. But yes, uh, February's Tripped Up Trivia will be everything revolving around the dark night, getting ready for the Batman film. Will and Jeff are going to be guests on the show. So excited. Can't wait for that. If you're interested in playing on Tripped Up Trivia, but you're not that knowledgeable yet on the dark night, we do have a couple more themes coming up. March is going to be everything wrestling related because we got WrestleMania coming up. April is going to be everything relating to wizards and magic as we got Doctor Strange in the future. And then, of course, May is always is sci-fi month for may the 4th if you're interested in playing on any of those uh shows go ahead and hit us up that's the rattlage and broadcasting network you can find us on facebook and twitter it's all about the footwork Yeah, that was cool. I like that. I'm going to find you a list of memes and clips that actually are relevant to this show. I swear to God. Okay. You you throw you give you give them to me, Alexis, and I will roll them in, baby. I I'll use I'll use them. All right. I think that's everything we got for tonight. Yes, and I just want to just go ahead and uh, uh, really quick just um, shout out to Cybernetic Shark, my co-host on the MCU's Bleeding Edge, who's at work right now and whatnot. I hope you're having a good night, brother. And um, uh, uh, mad love to, like, the band-made fandom, like the USA band-made fandom and, like, the uh, the, the worldwide band-made fandom. Um, you know, I got hella love for all you people. And, uh, hey, you know what? Um, support the MCU's Bleeding Edge. You know, like, uh, we, you know, we don't mind when you subscribe. Um, we're trying to hit 500 subscribers, you know, and so that we can, we can hit a thousand and 
and so on and so forth. So, like, you know, every single one counts. So, uh, hey, take the moment and, um, you know, fucking uh, support us, man. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, no, I just want to shout out really quick and uh, say thank you very much to uh, my good friend, Wilfredo, for coming through and whatnot. Um, I've known Will for a long time, and uh, he's a good dude and uh, good people. And um, I'll tell you right now, man, um, you know, uh, it's uh, shit. Uh, when I first started making content, like, I knew Will. So, like, I mean, that's how long I've been knowing him. But, um, but no, thanks for coming on, Will. Um, Jack B is, uh, you know, a, uh, become, become like a really consistent, regular guest for us and whatnot. And we really appreciate you, Jeff. And, uh, Lexus, thank you so much for moderating these shows, you know, and, and uh, giving me a break, you know, a little bit and let me take like, you know, a, a chill pill and to sit on the panel and whatnot. It's fun. Like Wilfredo was saying, you know, like it kind of frees me up. I can kind of just like talk and chill and whatnot. You know, I don't have to worry about you know, hosting or whatever and whatnot and everything. And, um, you know, uh, like I said to Alexis earlier tonight when her and I were talking, um, Alexis, like, you know, uh, earned her spot on the Bleeding Edge. Like, she paid her dues. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, to where, um, you know, she deserved, you know, to be put, like, elevated and, like, put into a spot, like, like moderating the hosting and whatnot. And um, I'm proud to, like, have her here on the team. I really am. Um, she's a good friend of mine and, um, you know, uh, very valuable as a guest. I can tell you that right now. But, yeah, shout out. No problem, Alexis. But shout out to the Religion Broadcasting Network. Shout out to Podcast and Champions. Um, and, uh, hey, um, peace out, MCU fandom. We'll see you all later. Peace out. Word. This week, Tyrone gets invited to an intervention. Oh, you locked the door. Good idea. Hey, okay, Tyrone. Do you know why you're here? Mm-hmm. I'm here for the same reason you is, man. I want some crack. <laughs> crack. Hey, Tyrone, we are not giving crack away today. Uh-huh. What, no, no. What time is it? It's 5 o'clock. Did I miss a 5 o'clock free crack giveaway? No, no. Tyrone, Tyrone, these are your friends here. They have something they'd like to say to you. I've been tricked. Okay, okay, Tyrone, I'm what is known as an intervention counselor. Oh! Yeah, and these people would like to talk to you about your drug use. What are you talking about, man? I don't do drugs. What y'all tell them, huh? Come on, Benedict Arnold. Okay. What y'all tell them? Okay, Rhonda, Rhonda, would you like to go first? This is ridiculous. What is going on in here? We get crack at the end? <laughs> Tyrone, you know I love you, but I feel like drugs is hurting you, and they're hurting me. Tyrone, I was very hurt that you carjacked me that time. What you talking about, Ryder? I would never carjack that ugly ass car. Get that car. Tyrone, what are you doing? Who's Tyrone? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know Tyrone. No, it's you with your crusty ass lips. Stop playing with Get out the car. Get out the car. I don't know what's Tyrone. Look, the police found you three hours later in my car asleep. High on crack. That's impossible, Rhonda. How can you sleep if you're high on crack? Hmm? <laughs> Chinese riddle for you. Okay, let's have uh, Jimmy and Rob.